Okay, good morning. It's day four of an exciting week of football. It is I, your host, David O. And you're welcome to my podcast, The Nigerian Sports Fan. And today I will be covering, obviously, um, I'll be covering the preview of the Champions League matches. Um, yesterday was Wednesday, the last day of this week's Champions League games yesterday. And um, I'll also be talking about... Um, the chances of qualifying because I mean the results basically yeah I will and I'll be talking about the pre I'll preview the Chelsea game um this weekend by twelve and probably other Premier League games and also Man City play against West Ham last night so I will be talking about that and I will also be talking about the no striker situation at Spurs I mean I'm a sports fan so let's start with the Champions League um games so um. It's been a really nice week so far. I mean, every day, except on Friday, every day of the week has football tied to it. Then I think we have a boxing tie between Tyson Fury and Wilder on Saturday. But that's not really why I'm here. Um, what, I'm talk- what I'm going to be talking about. That's not really why I'm here this morning. So, um, after Sunday, Spurs got the three points and they won, um, you know, they won against Aston Villa, and I covered the last episode. You could check out the last episode on my um, previous on my Twitter account. I pasted it there on my Twitter account. You could find it on my Twitter account. The last episode, and I think my WhatsApp status, but I think I'm gonna repost it or something. So um, last night, last on um, on Tuesday, we saw Champions League games between Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. Liverpool went to um, Metropol. I can't even pronounce their stadium name. I can't. I keep forgetting how to pronounce it. I forget about. I've forgotten the name or do, but Metropolitan or something like that. So let's go Madrid, and it was it. Well, I say Simi. I was saying Simeone masterclass because Liverpool had no shot on target, and it's it's mad, yeah. I mean, Liverpool played Napoli, and Napoli beat them two 0 right? And Aston Villa with the kids, but let's. I'm not gonna call the Aston Villa game because they played with their little their kids, their academy products. So um, you've got. Um, I don't go Madrid, right? But this one, Liverpool had no shot on target. That is mad. That is really, really mad. That's a mad thing, yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Liverpool had no single shot on target, and to show and to prove how frustrated Klopp was, Klopp took Salah out, took off um, Mane, brought on Origi, took out Salah, brought in Chamberlain. That's to show you that man, it's it just wasn't going well for them on the night. On the nine that day, and Liverpool and and fair play to Atletico Madrid. I think probably because they have Morata, they have Costa. Costa is past his best, and Morata is not clinical. We all know Morata is not very clinical, and because of that, as a result of all of that, yeah, Chelsea they really really sorry. Um, Liverpool, um, Atletico Madrid struggled to increase the score, the score because they scored like the first ten minutes, and they set up a low block, a four four two low block, right? It's a counter attack against Liverpool, and you know. I think before Mourinho got this first job, he talked about Liverpool struggling to play against a low block. Now, I think he tried it with Spurs when they played Liverpool, but the problem was that Spurs are not really that team. They don't have to defend that the players do. I don't know why this is their DNA. The low block four four two, they frustrate the hell out of you. They hit you on the break, which is literally what they were doing every time. But I feel like sometimes the decision making going forward was why they could not increase the scoreline. He didn't want it. Saw Nigeria scored like in the first 10 minutes. One nil. I like Madrid just shot shop, played counter attack. They played to the re- they played the referee. They were trying to, you know, well, let's say goad the referee to give them um, chances. It was really, really amazing how how Atletico Madrid were able to frustrate Liverpool on the ninth. And Klopp got a yellow card on the ninth and he was frustrated on Robertson. I think Robertson, Klopp was saying, we're going to take them to Africa. I mean, 
when I was watching that game, I thought Lagos Magic should have tried to score more, cause going to Anfield with a one 0 lead is not really a great idea, especially Liverpool, knowing their exploits at Anfield, knowing how good they are at Anfield. I I th- I thought it wasn't a great idea to go with just a goal lead. I I I, I don't know, but we'll see how, it, how it's going to be like in three weeks' time. Cause I thought it was a dumb idea to go to Anfield with three weeks with um a goal lead, but it's good. And in the other in the other game, um Dortmund and Borussia Dortmund and um, um PSG they played. So it was Mbappe versus Holland. Mbappe versus um, Sancho. So we had the chance to see the best attacking talents, some of the best attacking talents on the ninth. You know, and it was cool that um, Mbappe. I, well, I, he wasn't really silent per se. I think it was more of PSG's poor performance, but Mbappe was literally one that created the chances for for um, the. I think probably the more the best chances PSG had, or the best chance they had. I think Mbappe created it or something like that. But Holland was fantastic on the ninth. I think PSG. Um, Holland scored twice on the ninth, and the first goal, obviously, is poacher instincts and everything. The second goal was something I did not expect from the guy. I mean, Holland is fantastic for his age, he's really, really fantastic. So, he's on 39 goals, including his time at Salzburg. He's on 39 goals for the season. Man's gonna get the golden shoe. Are you kidding me? Man, this guy is something else. He's gonna get the golden shoe because he's on 40 goals already, and the way he's scoring, the rate at which he's scoring. I don't know, man. That guy's gonna get the golden shoe, but I I'm really happy for him because I mean, young, getting it, putting every single thing on the line, and actually putting hundred percent into the game and scoring. Then obviously, when every t- um, Holland, I think the second goal, the shot, I could literally hear the net ripple. That was how powerful that shot was. I mean, I thought maybe it was just a tapping by chance positional play, but I was shocked. Like he really shot the ball. I was like, wow, this guy has a good shot. And it came so natural for him. He's a natural goal scorer. And, <laughs> and also, there was another player that played on the night that assisted him. Um, Reyna, Giovanni Reyna. That's the son of a um, former American footballer, um, Claudio Reyna. And um, I think he was also fantastic on the night. So, the, the talents, they were all born in England. Leeds, um, Sancho was born in, I think, London. Then um, Reyna was born in Sunderland. <laughs> they're, all in English. they're all born in England, but... They're not going to represent England for sure. So I, I think that's how the result went on the night. I thought Sancho was fantastic. Even before the second half, when the, the goals were not... It was still nil-nil at first half. Sancho was fantastic. He was he was everywhere. He was dribbling. He was a bright spot. He was a bright spot. I think people like... Players like... I think Dortmund are really lucky to have this talent. The sad thing is... Dortmund are like... A feeder club, you get me? They're a big club, but their model is... They're a feeder club. Now, whenever... Holland scores. It's like the journalists always take this opportunity to throw Manchester United. I don't think it's fair for Manchester United to actually use that to do that. You could say, Oh, Manchester United, imagine what you could have gotten. This is the sign you could have gotten. I'm like, Are you kidding me? It doesn't make sense at all. First of all, we all know Holland's agent is Mino Rayola. And we're seeing Rayola's antics with Pogba now at Manchester United. We're seeing what he's doing. Every time, every summer, talking up the chance of Pogba leaving, you know. I mean, for what? 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 What is the reason for doing that? And Pogba himself is keeping quiet because he, I don't know why he's keeping quiet. He, he's keeping himself in a very, very politically correct position. He doesn't have to take it. He's just keeping quiet. If you ask him, do you share the views? He could tell you he doesn't share the views, or he could tell you he's not the one speaking. If you tell him to silence, he, tell you, he could tell you that. If you tell him that she makes agents stop speaking, he could tell you that the agent is, has a mind of his own. So, Pogba, 
is in a very very crazy situation he doesn't want to talk i'm very sure he shares those views he might want to leave because of Rayola is going going doing rounds in the public in the press and i think he had an interview with um, talk sports yesterday or the day before yesterday and simon jordan was pressing him on some questions but that's not my my for being here but i i feel it's unfair because it's common knowledge that the deal was i think 20 million euros right it joined dortmund and there was a there's a release clause that by 2021 summer he's going to be allowed to leave for 60 million euros we all know someone like holland holland is a 150 million pound player not a 60 million euro player so you're going to be losing probably more than half of or maybe half of what they could get they could get they're going to be getting more they're going to get half of what they could get for him if it was not really close and people are like, I'm like so you see people may say oh he could just come in do a job and go but my united are not a feeder club i'm not a united fan but i'm just i can understand what united fans are actually i can understand the position united are taking and i'm happy that they took that deal it's painful though you've seen him scoring seen him doing doing bits in in germany and in the champions league but it's just a sacrifice they have to make because I mean they could get him back late next summer so the 60 million euros release clause. But Raiola is the agent, and I think Raiola, the drama Raiola comes with, oh god. And I think some 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 sports are saying why didn't sports try to get Holland because sports don't have a striker. I mean Kane is injured. Um, I'm like I don't want Raiola's drama. I mean seeing Raiola's, oh no no no, it's not a good idea at all. Yeah, also back to the Atletico Madrid, I I think over over the throughout that game. Um, the game on Tuesday, so there's going to be a match in three weeks' time, which is the return legs at Anfield and at um, Paris, Paris, Paris. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know who's going to go through because I'm still living. I don't know who's going to go through. I've seen different things happen in Champions League before. It could happen. PSG could go there, win three nil, two nil, and the tie is over. PSG could win one nil because they have an away goal. So and tie is over. You can't really predict that Dortmund are going to go there and score three or score four. I've seen enough football to know that it's not really as predictable as we think it is. Then I I think the Atletico Madrid Anfield is going to be very difficult for Atletico Madrid because I mean I know they're going to go there with their the low block and also and Thomas Partey was fantastic in the, in the DM position against Liverpool. He made a lot of tackles. You know I think he was fantastic and they're going to need him when they two weeks time. I I I think that um, they're really going to need him. They're really going to need him. And he's, he has, he, I mean, obviously, he has won the consistent guy. I think in the DM's positions available. Party, I think on DD, Party and DD, they've been fantastic so far in the in their positions for DM's as far as position defensive midfield is actually concerned. So, kudos to Luke Madrid. So, we'll see in three weeks' time. We'll see if Liverpool can actually come back and score 2 0. Because 2 0, they they're done. If they score 2 0, it's very possible. They have Van Dyke at the back. I mean, Maybe like five years ago, we could say Liverpool can keep a clean. Liverpool can actually keep a clean sheet. They could score two nil, you know, score three nil, because they beat Barcelona last season. You know, they could actually do that. So it's not, it's nothing, nothing is impossible at Anfield, and every manager has really admitted it. So that's it for Tuesday game. Then on Wednesday, we saw um, two teams, two um, tournament debutants, making it playing yesterday, which is on Wednesday. Um, Atalanta playing against Valencia. Then we had Spurs against RB Leipzig. Now, Atalanta Valencia, I mean yesterday's match, right? Within the two matches, Atalanta Valencia seemed to be the more interesting match because Atalanta scored four goals. I mean, come on, they've qualified already. If you could score four goals against a team, Valencia, I mean and the, the what what amazes me is how Valencia were able to top that group. I, I it still amazes me today because 
I think Valencia are the weakest of all the teams in the last season. I think Valencia are the weakest. So it, it didn't really surprise me that Atlanta came second. Atlanta beat them, beat them. I think they came out of a difficult group, if you ask me, at Atlanta. But I'm, I'm not really surprised that Atlanta scored that much against them because Valencia lost 3 new to Ajax, right? And I could see the way Ajax picked them apart at home. I think they did they beat Ajax in the return leg or something, but I could see the way at, um, Atlanta picked them apart at home. I could see the way um, Ajax picked them apart with some passing from ZH, then Van de Beek scored one fantastic passing move. Finished on fantastic passing move started by, um, I think, you know, Ziyech was at the heart of the, the passing move, but they finished off Valencia 3 0 at the home of Valencia. So Valencia are not really very fun. So I'm not really surprised that they were being torn at torn to shreds yesterday by Atalanta. I would have been surprised. I would have been surprised. Okay, maybe maybe I was surprised a bit. Not really. No, nah, I don't think so. Because maybe they are debutants. But Valencia haven't been in the competition for a long time. Not really very long, but for some time they've not been in the competition. And they've also struggled to to um to actually do and do bits in the Champions League season. So I was surprised I wasn't surprised that they were, they lost. I was just surprised by maybe by the, the score line, four goals. I mean that's really high. So as it stands, they're going to Valencia. In three weeks' time, and <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the only tie I think that is done. Of all the ties, I think that's the only tie that I think is done. Um, then in the other game, sports. I mean, I'm a sports fan. I that was the game I watched. I did not watch the Atlanta Valencia match, so I, I I didn't see the game. I just saw the results, looked at the school scorers and all that, and I watched some highlights of the game. And I think I can understand why, because Atlanta they're a fantastic team, but the sports are really lively game. Leipzig could have been out of sight within probably the first half. Leipzig could have been out of sight. And they won. They ended up winning 1-0. It was a fantastic performance from Leipzig. And they deserved, they deserved the victory. They deserved to even score more. And, you know, it's, it's mad that they do not even have their first-choice centre-backs available. Konate and uh, Orban, they are both injured. Pomacano was suspended for the game. So, they're playing without... They played, um, I think, three... They played with midfielders at the back. They played Ampa. They played three at the back. They played Ampadu. I think they played the guy Sebastik or something. They played they played three three four two one exa- um, precisely with wing backs. And their wing backs Mukiele was fantastic yesterday. It was marauding that um he was a it was a turn in the flesh for Ben Davis um throughout yesterday. And I think Spurs probably played into every Leipzig hands. But I'm not gonna blame Spurs because I mean Spurs going into this game they had they didn't they didn't have Hurricane American has been injured since the 1st of January and Son was injured on Sunday. He had a surgery in his right arm, fractured, he had a surgery in his right arm on Monday. So he's out, he was out already for the fixture today. So now, so it was really a tall order. So Spurs had to play with Bergevin and um, Lucas Moura up front. I mean, right now, Spurs have literally no forward players right now. It's just a team of midfielders, chances being created. And you could see that. Chances are created, but the movement, you get me, the movement by the players, in my opinion, it's very clear that they are not strikers, they are not seasoned strikers, because the movement can be good, but a striker is always a striker, because the movement, the finishing, there are things a striker would do that midfielders just can't do, they only create and chances, chances but it's just different when you have a striker involved in the, in the play. So, when, when, I, I see, when I see sports play, I... When I saw sports play, it was torture, man. Cause I, I was like, oh my goodness, this is torture. Watching these guys play is torture. Cause sports were pegged back in the first half, 
and and Leipzig kudos to them because the high pressing game was fantastic because immediately you get the ball immediately you lose the ball right they press you so hard you have like three people surrounding you already so, so it's a high pressing and they have energy they are young enough to actually run they can run they can press and Timo Werner was fantastic on the right I think he probably did their homework on Sergio Rie because they knew that he was in that position is erratic a bit so Davison Sanchez had to be the one covering for Aurier. Davison Sanchez was fantastic on the 9-2. Then Lucelso, sorry, he has been a revelation in this season. And kudos, because I think I, I, and kudos to Lucelso, man, because he 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 joined late. He has been playing, but he has been a mainstay already. His his energy, his runs, even in the first half of the game yesterday, there was when Spurs were pegged back, there was a run he made from deep. He made that run and won a foul up the pitch. I mean, this guy, you know, those driving runs from midfield. So, it's clear that Spurs are playing with, like Mourinho said after the match, he's like a gun with no bullets. You're fighting with, with a gun with no bullets because there's no, there's no forward, there's no striker available right now. And you're just literally playing a team of midfielders, being forced to play two wingers up front, Bergvine and Lucas Moura up front. Then daily, maybe daily. I mean, it's 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 worrying though. But maybe Spurs were playing too many long balls for Mora to latch in onto. But I felt like maybe Spurs could have done all of that in the first half, because in the first half, after sitting back, holding out for a new new, in the, the first half, Moreno came back on. It was still it's just still a low block for four two. Leipzig was Leipzig didn't really struggle that much because I mean the defensive discipline for Spurs is really wasn't really. I don't know, man. Then, then Leipzig, after consistent pressing and pressure and pressure, then they won a penalty. Ben Davis, I felt like he should have been aware of his environment. That was a very, very, very stupid penalty to, to, to concede. I felt like he should have been aware of his environment. It was really irritating because, I mean, it was a weak pass made by a Leipzig player and the guy was running in already with the ball. So Ben Davis was trying to clear it and the guy just he won the ball first and ran into the Ben Davis legs and he won a penalty. And Timo Werner slotted the penalty away. Who should have scored earlier already? Because there was a chance he shot straight. I think probably because the ball was at the back of his foot or something, but he should have won. So um Leipzig got a goal up already. It's one nil. And I think maybe when they had one nil up, they didn't really feel the need to press that much. Maybe they they dropped a bit. I don't know. They dropped a bit. Then Spurs got the impetus and started. Or maybe Spurs got better after some changes. Because Tangun Dombele and Eric Lamela came on. And they changed the game. They brought up Dele Ali. They brought off um, Getsin Fernandez. And brought in more um, Tangun Dombele and um, Lamela. And they were fantastic. Lamela brought that extra aggression. Like, there was what Spurs was missing. It was the aggression. And down that left, the right, the right wing back, the right, the left flank for Spurs, down the left flank for Spurs, um, Mukiele was having a, a few day over there. And it was showing. But when Lamela came on, he could not really do that anymore. Because Lamela came with his aggression. Although he won a yellow card, which is testament to the fact his aggression. And, but he, he had, oh my goodness, he was fantastic on the ninth. And it's 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 testament to to um and I think Mourinho told Mourinho Mourinho said that he had just a training session. I mean it's 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 sad though. It's really really sad. But that's my review. So in three weeks' time, Sports played the return leg against Leipzig. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how that match is gonna go because there's no striker available. But we'll see how it goes. 
Because the thing about Spurs, Spurs always seem to do it when the chips are down. That's one crazy thing about Spurs. Last season's Champions League run, nobody expected Spurs to get as far as they could. Nobody even expected. I mean, after the first, for, from the get-go, Spurs were ruled out already. In the Champions League group stage last season, Spurs were, I think after like four matches, Spurs were had like just three points or a point or something. Spurs clawed their way back. They beat PSV. They um they drew against Barcelona and qualified. They beat PSG, beat Inter Milan, PSV Inter Milan. Then they drew Barcelona and qualified. They were drawn with Dortmund. People thought Dortmund would knock them out. Sports beat Dortmund. Then Sports met Man City. People thought oh, Man City are gonna knock them out. Sports beat Man City. Then in the semi-finals, Sports met um, Ajax. It was very similar to this current result. Ajax were a goal up already at when at um, this Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Ajax were a goal up already. Then Sports went to Amsterdam. They were two 0 down at half time. Then Spurs won, ended up winning three two to qualify for the final. So it's 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 been done before. That's why I'm not really going to rule anything out. I mean, my friends were like on my group on the group chat. I mean, they were all banned yesterday, which is normal because there are many of them are Arsenal fans and Manchester United fans. It was all banned, and I um and this they were all like, oh, you're making excuses and all that. I mean, maybe so me. But I'm just saying, it's it's not out of the question. It's one is saying, oh, forget about it. I mean, I'll, I'll, maybe when I'm previewing the next the match next two weeks from now or three weeks from now, when I'm previewing the match, I'm going to talk more about um, Leipzig. So I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I'll be talking about uh, previewing the Chelsea game, and I'll be talking about the no striker situation. Okay, so I'm back and. Like I said, I'll be previewing the Chelsea game in this um, segment. I'll be previewing the Chelsea game. And I'll be talking about the no-striker situation, I suppose. Which is literally going to be a rant. But <laughs> we'll see. I hope I don't get too pissed off. <laughs> I'm already pissed off, though. So, playing against Chelsea this weekend. And um, it's going to be, like Moreno said, after the game, he was talking about the... Um, so, they're going to play in Chelsea. The early kickoff, 12.30. So Chelsea played on Monday. Chelsea they've been relaxed since all through the week. So Chelsea are gonna be fresher than Spurs going into that game. They're gonna have more energy than Spurs. So Spurs are the attackers are running on fuel right now, and they they, are, they they need rest. And they're being, I fear that they could be burnt out because of the no striker situation as Spurs. So um, in that Chelsea game preview, I don't know Spurs are a point behind Chelsea and they need to win that game. To go above Chelsea, the sun injury is really a heartbreaking thing. It's not something everybody could have, anybody could have expected, or seen coming. So it is, it's, I mean, it's a big worry, man. It's a big worry. Actually, when now, actually now when Spurs are in a stronger position now, in the lead up to to the Champions League, but but like I said, we're gonna see how things go in that game. And my my preview, I don't even know the formation to use now because Dele Ali was. Poor yesterday night, last night against um, he was poor last night against um, Leipzig. He was really really poor. I mean there were some crosses and he made some runs, but he couldn't get on the ball. He he timed his run, maybe he timed them poorly. But I mean people are getting on his back now. Oh he's overrated and all of that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's overrated. I think probably because he needs he needs a striker to play off, which because he's he's more of like a force nine, a room data, like um Thomas Müller. So Thomas Miller sometimes you could think he's a very terrible player, but he's really he needs somebody to play off, which is which can be a problem sometimes, especially when there's nobody to play off and he has to be the guy to step up. Which is Dele Ali and he hasn't really been that guy. He hasn't really been stepping up. 
apart from that Southampton game in the FA Cup that I remember that he created two chances and Spurs he got two assists in that game or created the penalty a chance and assisted Mora in in them scoring scoring the equalizer. So like I said, I don't know how it's gonna pan out because Going to that game, I'm not very, very, I'm not as confident as I was of on, like on Sunday. I was confident because we had some, but I'm not as confident as I was going into that game because the no, I mean, there's no striker. I mean, what's he gonna do? It's gonna be a counter-attacking game. It's gonna be the same, be dominated from the onset, then play a counter, hope for something to ha- hit, a, hit them on the break, then try to score. I mean, we're gonna hope for Bergvine, Bergvine and Mora to for the goals now. I know it's really sad on Bergvine because I mean you're literally leaving PSV. You're not you don't have the period to actually score much, right? You join sports. Now you have to be the guy to score. I mean, it's it's sad. I feel I feel sorry for the guy, but I just pray he steps up. He just I mean you're just finding your feet and you're supposed to be the main guy. You're just adapting in England already. You just came in, you're adapting in England. And you just expect to just be the main guy already because the the strikers are out. I just pray that he somebody hits form. I really want to see Troy Parrot play. I mean, I know Lamela came from injury straight and tried playing in that game, but I really want to see Troy Parrot play. I don't know, Moreno says he's not ready, but at this point, what do we have to lose? Because, I mean, there's no option. He's literally the only guy. And if he isn't... I, I think he should try to work harder so he could be the guy, because the position is really open right now. It's sad that we have to rely on an 18-year-old striker to step up. I just pray he does not. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. The game... I'm gonna preview it though. I'm just gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna give a prediction because I don't think I've been giving predictions. Because I don't know. I'm just hoping for something to happen in that game on Saturday against Chelsea. We've got um I think it's gonna be a back four. I mean as usual. Sergio Rio is really right, but I think back four pick itself. Sanchez, um Adava Red in the middle. Ben Davis at left back still. I think it's gonna be probably Ben Davis. Then in midfield, Tangun don't really can't play 90 minutes because of his fitness issues. Lochelso is gonna play, which is <laughs> I know he's gonna play for sure. Harwins is gonna play. I don't know who's gonna be the other midfielder. Then you have Mora. I think probably Dele Ali is gonna probably play. Because he's literally the only thing we have right now. Dele is gonna probably play. Then you have Bergvine and Mora on the wings. I don't know we could see an academy. I don't know. We could see an academy player play. I don't know. Because some academy players trained with sports. Then Troy Paris followed the was it part of the B squad that followed sports. Yesterday, so although it was, he didn't make the bench, but it was part of the squad that traveled that went with sports. So we could see maybe some academy players could be on the bench, but yes, yesterday was the, the game, the bench was filled with midfielders Dyer, midfielders and center back Dyer, Ventongen, um, um, Oliver Skip. You know, it was filled with midfielders, and the Lamela and uh, Lamela was like the only attacking player. Then Tangi was the other midfielder there, but we'll see, we're going to see more of Tangi. His fitness levels have to be to to be better. It's 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 in my opinion, I, I, I think it will be alright. But let's just see how things go. Like I said, let's just see how things go. I just see how things go, man. So I think for I'll say again, for I think supposed to try four three three. Because they've been playing four three one, playing Mora up front, playing Bergvine and playing um was it this guy on Chelsea on the right or Getsin on the right? But like a low blow for two last weekend, but I don't know if it's gonna be the same thing again. But four two three one four or four three three for me. Um, since this guy can play the entire nineteen minutes, I'll say probably Sports should play um, Tangi for sixty. I think Tangi is what Sports should play for sixty. 
playing for 60 minutes, right? I know even if he can't last the entire night, playing for 60 minutes, you know, let him play because we really need his creativity. And probably he might not finish much, but maybe not as good as the finisher, but at least he, he knows how to create. He's good, he's a powerhouse, he's strong, he's on dribble, he can pick a pass, he can create. He, he when he came out against Leipzig, he was he changed the game. He could create chances. He could run at the players. He could dribble. He was dribbling. He was making some good dribbles. All his dribbles were successful in that game. He was powerful on the ball. So, I think Spurs should play him for sixty minutes. Maybe bring bring on Getsin to finish off the game. If Spurs are leading, or if Spurs you know if Spurs need something, or if he's tired, most likely he's gonna mostly tire. But his fitness has to be. He has to step up his fitness. Then you've got um, Lochelso, obviously. He's a fantastic player. He's going to play. Then I think Bergvine should play on the left, which is where he's been playing. Mora on the right. Then Dele Alli off. I don't think he played Dele Alli as a false nine. I think he, he roamed big ball. It was like a 4-4-2 with him and Mora off front, low block. You know, with the, But the thing is, when the, the, when the players played, and they didn't come out, they didn't pick passes enough... Uh, but I think he should try all those his flicks, right? They are good when they're coming up, but right now they're not working. So why don't he try? I hope he tries to do the simple things and just you know see things through till he gets his form. Or he should, I don't know, he could be playing through it though. But that's my take on the game on Chelsea match. The Chelsea match. I can't even do a prediction. I don't know how it's gonna be. I don't know. I just want to see how it goes. <laughs> that is literally what I'm gonna say. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> So, um, and the last segment before I go, I'm going to talk about the striker situation. This is my just like we're probably la- the last few seconds before my time is up here. This striker situation is utter mismanagement and it is disgraceful. It is all on Danny Levy's head that Spurs do not have a striker at this stage of the season. Spurs are still in three competitions, three bloody competitions. Spurs are still playing in them. The Champions League right now, which you know, right now they're in a deficit. The Premier League chasing for the top four, which is one of the most contested top four races ever. I've never seen a top four race as contested as this one. You know, in previous years, it used to be between Spurs and Arsenal. At one point, it was Everton. Then Spurs had this time when Spurs were they could literally they could clinch it very easily because there was nobody challenging like that. Now it is so it the the top four the top four race with Spurs right now because now you've got. You've got Chelsea. You've got uh, you've got um, you've got um, Sh- um, uh, Manchester United. You've got Sheffield. You've got Everton. You've got um, Wolves. And I think che- Arsenal are entering the fray a little, a little bit. But I'm not going to count out Arsenal because Arsenal are six points off of um, fifth, seven points off fourth too. So you're not going to count out Arsenal. I think they won their last game. So this is the most contested top four race ever. Even though. Leicester, they are catchable and Arsenal are catchable. And uh, uh, Manchester are not catchable in my opinion. They have enough to see their position, to solid their fair position. But now, fifth could open up because of their ban. So, this is the, so probably, let's say, potentially two spots open to probably five, four, five teams. Only two. And this is, it is utterly irresponsible. And you know the mad thing? Hurricane was injured on the 1st of January. So, what an entire month to search for strikers? An entire month to sign strikers, and nobody's gonna tell me that. Oh, the time it took to scout. You can't tell me you've been. You should have been scouting since the previous summer or in, for years now. When you know that the only first striker you have is injured, at least two months in in two. So he has been injured for two months every season in the last three years. He has been injured for two months every season, in last, which means that he has been overplayed and he needs some time to rest. You know, which is. 
utter mismanagement from sports. So when when I I I I think I give I've given Levy too much of a pass, but this is utterly responsible. So January first came in nothing. On the very last goal transfer when sports signed Stephen Bergvine, that was when sports signed Bergvine. We heard sports were in talks with Sociedad for William Jose. There was even talk for uh, Christoph Piontek. Christoph Piontek has gone to Hertha Berlin. Basically, Milan wanted his money signing. Sports wanted a loan signing. Personally, this is my opinion, right? When you need something, right? I don't think you you have much of a choice. <laughs> you get me? When it's something that is so pressing to you, I don't think you have much of a choice in the negotiating table. I mean, I, I I thought maybe it was a good idea at the point, but now Son is injured. I maybe mean, we could have to not sign Piontek, maybe because he wasn't as good as people think he is. But to what use is it now? Sports do not have any do not have bodies up front. How many attacking players are available? So even any anybody, sports need just need anybody up front right now. So when when I look at the entire damn situation, eh, it breaks my heart that this nonsense has happened. And every season it has happened because of mismanagement. The previous two seasons, previous season it was midfielders. That's that was when Harry um, Oliver Skip finally found a way to break through the team. The previous season it was sport. It was uh, midfielders. Sports were thin in midfield. Before you know they didn't sign anybody. So sports were thin in midfield, having to rely on Harry Wing. Eric Dyer was sick. Um, um, some of the midfielders they were out already. So sports needed more bodies already. I think Dembele left in January. That was when Oliver Skip had to play at one point because sports had no midfielders. Literally no midfielders already. At one point, sports had to play. I think Dele had to play central midfield at one point because of that. Because of the shortage of midfielders. So when Delali, maybe maybe it's what's affecting this game right now. Now sports are trying midfield. Now it is striker situation. Sports were so close to Dybala, didn't sign Dybala. Why didn't sign another striker? This this January, Piontek has gone on the very last week. William Jose. Then sports then this would be demanding certain amount of money. I think about thirty million pounds. And sports were trying to like refuse and fifteen million pounds apart. So why didn't sports try to renegotiate and pay the damn money? For goodness sake, 30 million pounds. Why didn't you just pay the money? And I read the report, he did an interview where he said that he he was close. He was really happy. It was an opportunity for him to um William Jose said it would have been an opportunity for him to play in the Premier League and the Champions League. He saw he was really happy about it. He wanted to actually join. He was ready to join. And sports didn't push him. Sports just relaxed on deadline day. And the window closed. Then they tried to get Igalo last minute on loan. I mean, kidding me. Igalo was gonna choose my tennis, obviously, because he's a United fan. But it is irresponsible that sports now be struggling. And this is all on Daniel Levy. It's all on Daniel Levy. All on him. This is not even about... I know they are saying we want a young striker that can play with Canada. Nonsense. Levy has gone away with this thing for too long. And it is annoying that sports, sports are suffering on the field because of Levy's, um, Levy. Nobody could have seen some breaking his hand. And some sports fans over the years were saying, oh, who's going to play on the... And the media joined in pushing this narrative. Oh, it's... Um, Who's gonna sit on the bench? Hurricane? That's absolute bonkers. Man City have two strikers, Aguero and Jesus. Jesus does not even bother himself. But even Liverpool has a Rigi. Um, Leipzig yesterday they, they had they had Kuku, they had um, um, they had a uh, Sheik, they had Forsberg on the bench coming off the bench, they had um, Hydara off the bench too. You know these guys have attacking talent. So they had even Werner. Werner was playing the match yesterday. Sorry, they had Werner too. Let me six, seven attacking options on the bench. Maybe five, six, or three, four. Get me attacking options. Even Arsenal have two strikers. Um, Obama Young and Laka. Laka Z. 
This is utterly irresponsible from Johnny Levy, and it's only stable. I know the mad thing. He's not being held responsible because he has nobody looking over his shoulder to say, you're gonna, we're going to fire you because you run the club. So nobody's going to fire you because you know, technically you're the chairman, you're doing a fine job making my order. This summer, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's see how Mourinho can push through with what he has. It's really disappointing. And last season, knowing the problems that the sports, the squad had, um, Levy allowed this nonsense to go on. I don't know, man. Or who played um, on, on on that day, Play somewhere through the middle or something, but I don't know. But it is disappointing that sports have let this this situation carry on to this very moment. It's really disappointing. Like I said, I'm sure as well. I mean, we have to push through. The fans have to push through all together and all that. So, in my opinion, till this weekend game against Chelsea, it was a crucial week. Sports won on Sunday, almost drew the game, but they won. But they lost the one yesterday. So the one against Chelsea is another important one. Sports have to win that one have to win not even a draw you just need to have to win like i said so that's my take on the game like i said so come on you spurs